Hello and welcome to another edition of the Scarlet Nation podcast. We have a special edition tonight. I'm here outside of SHI Stadium, the former Rutgers Stadium, the former High Point Solutions, the former HighPoint.com Stadium. But more importantly, standing next to me in person, uh, Brian, Brian Doan. Sean Brown, I think people are honking at you guys because the, <laughs> of the of just the the effervescent uh, nostalgia of the moment. I, yeah. I don't even know what to say. I'm, well, I'm overwhelmed. Because you're making podcasts. Actually, I was saying by the time the intro is over, Sean's going to have to get up for work. <laughs> Actually, I, I have vacation tomorrow, so I'm okay. We got, uh, we got time. That means you can call Sean on his cell phone beginning at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, folks. <laughs> So say, I'm here with Brian Doan, Sean Brown, Bobby Darren here for a, a live version. Well, it's live to us. Uh, we were just here at the Rutgers camp. Guys, it's great to see you because we have not been in this type of environment for more than a year. We were able to go to a regular camp, really. Well, I mean, we were in the environment, but not, you know, without the masks and stuff like that. But we were able to go watch players, see players, interview players like the old days. So um, start with Brian. What were your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts were, you know, you look at a lot of the commits were here. Um, Jacob Allen, Nelson um, uh, from Union City. Um, plus you had Kenny Fletcher was here. Then you had other kids. Moses Walker shows up. Jaden Gould was here. Jaden Bellamy. Nelson Manegro, by the way, for my oldness. But, you know, you look at a lot of guys showing up in terms of for recruiting. Um, you know, Sean Battle from Philadelphia was here. Mm-hmm. Anthony Johnson, who's committed, was here. And for me, you know, it's good to see those guys, but also just kind of be out and, and watch them, you know, spend a lot of time. You know, a lot of the committed kids spend a lot of time with the uncommitted kids, especially with Jaden Gould and Moses Walker. So that's what I took out of it. Sean, I'm sure you took out other stuff because it seemed like you knew 6,000 people at this thing. For for those who don't know, when we go to camp, Sean, I I can't really walk next to Sean because everybody stops him because he knows him. He knows them. They know him. I call him the mayor sometimes. (laughs) And, and Sean, you were able to get through the setting. I mean, what what were your thoughts on the night? You know, like you guys mentioned, um, a lot of talent. Uh, a lot of the commitments and seeing just how proactive the commitments were in working on the uncommitted guys. You, you mentioned, um, you know, the Jades from Burnham Catholic, Moses Walker, also uh, David Igmanosin was also there. And you you always saw when he wasn't with one of the commits, he was with another one of the guys. They were all working them uh, on top of the coaching staff and, and, you know, really trying to just let them know about Rutgers. I even saw one point where uh, Coach Shiano was uh, going through DB drills with um, with Jaden, uh, both Jadens and, and, and and Davidson showing them the, the proper T steps and how to do things. So uh, those guys are really hands on and building the relationships with these uncommitted recruits. And we saw Greg Schiano come out and, and hold one of his camps. Uh, we haven't seen that in, in quite some time. Uh, just a lot of uh, it's a, little, a lot different than, than what we're used to uh, seeing. Last time we saw it was ten years ago because they didn't have camps <laughs> last year. So I mean, for me, um, you know, Sean mentioned the ability to connect with the recruits and mm-hmm. listen man you can say whatever you want about this camp this camp was about a couple things getting some of these commits on campus so they can meet and interact with the coaches face to face because they really haven't had it the ones that did make it to campus back in the early march of 2020 they made it but that's it um so it's that and it's also listen Jaden bellamy the the cornerback out of bergen catholic He's making official visits, and one is not to Rutgers. So you don't know how often they're going to get a shot at this kid. And so they get a shot at him. And, and he, he wasn't just here for the camp. 
he was here for the whole day. A lot of the other guys came for the camp. He was here all day, met with the coaches, and went through all that stuff. So to me, um, you know, there wasn't a ton of talent. That's not what this camp was for. Man, and one thing we do know is this stadium's really loud even at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> the wind filters it around. I swear this is the windiest place in New Jersey. But uh, getting back to Jaden Bellamy, you know, I spoke with him, and he said he was here since 9 in the morning. And, you know, it, it kind of changed his opinion of Rutgers for the better. Uh, it's still going to be a tough haul, but, um, Sean, you even spoke to his father at one point today. And, and you know, and what, what was what was the uh, gist of that conversation? You know, I think everyone expects because his father had such a great career here at Rutgers, and then went on to a 14-year NFL career, he'll automatically say, hey, you need to do the same thing as me, Jada. But he's going to let his son go through the process uh, because, he, like he mentioned to me, he doesn't want him to, you know, if he pushes him to Rutgers, then he does not like it. He doesn't want that on his conscience. So, you know, it's really Jaden's recruitment. Um, you know, Jay has no hard feeling that I've seen on the board people are wondering you know why this why that you know Jay you know is you know he's let him go through the process he has nothing against Rutgers and, and Coach Chiano this is his alma mater loves the program uh, but he's gonna let his son go through the process and today it sounds like it was a big day for Jaden and Rutgers making a step in his recruitment and, and you know this is just the beginning of June um, Brian what do you expect the rest of the month is it going to be much of the same there's a lot of these camps I mean you know you talk to a lot of recruits uh, across the 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 country we should say um what what can we expect for the rest of the month it's going to be just an absolutely crazy month that already is and we're just a few days into it you have kids driving all over the place making visits you look at a camp like tonight where Rutgers had a bundle of kids on campus maybe not a lot of recruits that were camping but there's that aspect of it you're going to have kids making official visits or sneaking off to schools that are committed and and trying to keep it quiet Um, it's going to be crazy I think one of the things you really look for that is different this year because of you know these kids haven't been able to get on campuses for 15 years is I mean 15 months is when you when you make an official visit they can work you out mm-hmm. so there's kids now that may not have offers going on official visits and the schools are like hey we're just going to work him out when he gets here and if he does well we'll offer him then and and so I think that adds something to it and so it's going to come down like it always does to relationships do you trust the coaching staff and do you do all that stuff um for me it is there's so many things to watch for this month it's it's four weeks but it is going to be an absolutely freaking exhausting four weeks for the coaches and for us recovering it'll be great i mean we'll be tired but we've been waiting to do this stuff for you know 15 months so that's what i look at for june and sean i know you're going to be all over the place probably checking out kids yeah most definitely um you know all the different variations of the chop camps that they'll have this summer um you know my personal favorites uh the big man academy in the uh, passing camp uh rebranded uh the 707 both on the 26th so you get to see a lot of prospects a lot of top prospects um you know so i'm excited to see kids in person you know we saw a little bit of that some of the events uh during the spring but to see top level competition um and not having to travel far i'm really excited about that Specialist camp too, you know. We'll have these the snappers yep, and the gotta, kickers gotta the and the I look forward to you covering that. Show, <laughs> three I, of the game, I don't three think phases. we've ever been inside a, a specialist camp though. We just kind of got the numbers because you know, as much as being open, as much as we have different strengths of, of gauging, uh, evaluating certain positions. You know, I don't know if any of us are. I used, to, I used to kick back <laughs> in my day. I wasn't that good, but I tried. Actually, yeah. I was a holder mainly. Okay, that was my thing. So. Okay, did you Chris Rubio camp? <laughs> Is he I didn't holder? know about it. That probably would have been my calling. Okay, and uh, I guess, you know, just just what are your thoughts, both of you, I guess, you know, on how Rutgers is faring? The number seven 
class in the country and coaches interact today Sean with the the recruits and just not even recruits just kids coming up to them and asking them questions and, and what was your take on that you know it, a lot of guys that can really work a room um you know South Jersey everyone knows Fran Brown there he he was a rock star a lot of people coming up to him. it was almost like he had an entourage when he was walking through the camp uh with between the players that he's recruiting like you. it's the Browns you know Browns. Not, no relation <laughs> um <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's almost like he had an entourage everywhere with him. Uh, obviously, you bring in, you know, Augie Hoffman, uh, News of Campanile, the North Jersey guys having that. Um, you know, even getting a chance to watch uh, Andrew Ulrich actually coach on the offensive line. He's not, you know, he's not a, a big personality. You can see he's a teacher. He was going in. He was correcting guys. They were taking the assignments and, and implementing what he was teaching. So it was. it's really interesting to see these coaches in their element working with prospects. And, you know, overall, it just seemed like there was a really good response um, and just overall positive. Feedback, uh, and even seeing Shiano because he wasn't really doing much coaching. We saw him bouncing around. He was at every position group. Uh, Eric Joseph by his side, you know, mingling with all the New York City coaches, New Jersey coaches, coaching in the area, making sure that everyone got some time and, and got some love, and acting like how a CEO of a program should act. Hey, even at the end of the camp, you saw him with Albie Crosby from Newman Garetti, and you know Albie sending Anthony Johnson there, and he's always got talent, and you never know who's the next guy who's going to come from Newman Garetti. Um, what I took out of the camp, and, and I always try to big picture things, is, you know, when you look at how things are structured, I know, you know, Sean, you and Bobby have written about all the commits trying to get or how many are going to be on campus on like the 26th of June or whatever. And it's all about setups and, and plans. And, and so why is the 26th important? Well, because the next day is a dead period. So that means you get your commits on campus and now they can't get anywhere until the end of July when there's a small window and then they're all getting into their seasons. So there's a planning on that. And then the other thing I took out of the camp tonight was, you know, it was it was Rutgers. There, you know, you didn't have Ohio State and a lot of other schools here, like maybe you saw in the past with satellite camps, but there were a lot of you know, FCS schools. I mean, Buffalo was here too. Um, Connecticut was here. FCS, Division Two, Division Three schools. And each coach got to introduce themselves over the loudspeaker, which is something I've never seen at yeah, camps before. Time, yep. and, and so I always try to think what that means. And, and to me, you know, knowing what Shiana has tried to do so much, it, it's these guys leave with a good vibe about Rutgers. They're made to feel welcome. They're made to feel part of it. And so when one of those coaches is going into a school during an evaluation period or meeting with kids and maybe, you know, they're talking to a coach, hey, th this kid may be out of their league, but Rutgers is recruiting them. And that coach just may wind up saying stuff like, oh, look, they treated us really well when we were there. So there's always a method to what's going on. Recruiting, you know, every, every movement, matters and I think that's why you know getting the Bobby's thing you see the number seven class and I mean listen he he isn't making four million a year to have the number 55 class in the country yeah no doubt and you know see it, it everything kind of just came together real nicely and and you know it, it it was a good vibe amongst everyone we've talked to you know the the players the the recruits the the coaches the coaches from the other schools we were just walking around talking to coaches from other schools and and uh it's just nice to get back in this atmosphere so um guys it was it was a pleasure once again you know uh any closing thoughts you know you have about the camp about uh the the new non-dead period or anything else moving forward I'm always in awe when I get to spend time with Sean Brown. <laughs> oh, what am I supposed to say after that? No, um, it was 
you know, I think it was good to see everyone. It was, I think Bobby touched on it. It was almost like a celebration, mm-hmm. uh, a celebration of New Jersey football because obviously Rutgers being the home state school, then all the players in New Jersey high school football were here. You know, the you know the high school head coaches, you know, the seven-on-seven coaches, the trainers, the parents, you know, the people that you, you've kind of seen in pieces over the past year or so. So it was it was a really positive five overall. And I think for Rutgers, um, that's a good start for them for this camp season. All right. Well, there you have it. I want to thank you two once again. It's been, a, 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 you know, a, a great return to, to the regular season, a return to normalcy. Uh, you could talk to myself, Sean. Brian on our message boards. Stay locked into the roundtable. We're going to have tons and tons and tons of stuff. And when you can't have no more, we're going to have a little bit more. Uh, when you don't think you, 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 there's going to be any more, there's going to be more. So stay tuned to the next podcast. For Brian Doe and Sean Brown, I'm Bobby Darren. We'll see you next time. <laughs>